Hello, and welcome to another episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast, the podcast we started when we had no airshows to review. My name is Sam, and joining me today are... Ian. And Tom. And also joining us today is a very familiar name to anyone in the hobby, uh, best known at the moment as one of the founders of and one of the, the people who runs the Centre of Aviation Photography, or COAP, uh, but has been around in the hobby and the journalism world for, well, I was going to say decades, but it might not be so flattering perhaps, but uh, for, for <laughs> a good while. Old, you can say it, it's fine. <laughs> uh, it is, of course, Rich Cooper. Rich, thanks very much yeah. for coming on the show. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, gents. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. So, yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. I'm sure it's going to be a, a very good episode. Um, well, obviously, before we get on to co-op, because that's, that's obviously your hot ticket of the moment, but let's start from the beginning. You've been doing it for a while. You've been, <laughs> you've done everything under the sun, pretty much, in yeah. <laughs> for long, I think, crazy. long before I was in the hobby. So, I mean, tell us from the beginning, where did it start? How did you get into I thought you were going to say long before place? you were born there, mate. Come I on. Didn't, I'm, give me, not gonna, give me a I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> so 1982 was when I started. Yeah, long, long before I was born. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so it started off, uh, well, Farmer 82, actually, is my, mm. my first memory of actually uh, using a camera in anger. Um, so my, my it, it goes quite back... Uh, well, way back into the century, though, through my family. I've got a lot of aviation blood of in course, my yes. family genes, you know. So my granddad, and funny enough, I was at Yelverton this week. It was incredible just to be part of that, to see it, to see it all again. Uh, which It just never gets old. Because my, my granddad was part of the um, aircraft carrier deck uh, development side of things wow. at the Royal Naval Air Department Amazing. In, in Farnborough. Yeah, so literally back in those days, it's like, let's put a hook on an aeroplane and Winkle, come here, off you go, yeah. see what you can do, you know? Yeah. It was it's lit. So he, no he worked Winkle Brown on the on the first carrier landings and stuff, you know, developing the, the hook and trap and uh, the dummy deck at Farnborough, you know, thinking, okay, let's do it now without a hook. Let's see if you can land on a better rubber on a runway, right? Mm. So amazing days so I, yeah the fact i'm into aviation is is no surprise really with that sort of legacy still alive actually dude he's 103 wow incredible. Gosh. yeah cool. they don't make him like that anymore right no <laughs> so yeah <laughs> incredible do. stuff uh so obviously then my dad uh followed in the aviation world in his his footsteps as well uh i mean he's he's had a career in aviation photography and journalism for, forever uh literally decades again and uh so he was an apprentice at the, the rae so he's got mm. a real sort of like background in uh, test aircraft as well. Same as my granddad. Mm. Um, in fact, he's the Farnborough historian for, for all of those early days of, of testing. And, um, and I was talking to him yesterday about the, the whole uh, captured Luftwaffe stuff with, you know, Winkle Brown flying like mm. 70 different types. And stuff. It's just, it's just <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. You know, I could perhaps do a whole podcast on that, man. It's, it's <laughs> I think incredible. you probably could. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, honestly, it's got so much to tell. It's amazing. And we, we've enjoyed some times recently, actually, where we've all been together in the same room. So mm. myself, my, my granddad and, and my dad all together ch chatting about stuff. That's been amazing. Wow. Uh, and then dad went into, he got contracted by BAE to go and work as a crew chief on Saudi Air Force Lightnings. So he's done some, you know, pretty cool stuff. Uh, and then when I came along, it was 1975. Uh, you know, it, again, it was just, it was just inevitable, really, that I was going to follow his footsteps. So he gave me a camera, and uh, I, I think the first one I had my hands on was um, was a, a, the Olympus Trip, the, uh, the Olympus Thirty Five, the little. Uh, I don't know if you guys even have ever seen one. Looking at your faces, there, <laughs> it's a really old Olympus Trip. Yeah, man. Um, but he he was using SLRs, and uh, so he gave me an Olympus OM Ten. 
uh, to use at Farnborough in 1982. And that's the first time I actually mm. used their, you know, mm. DSLR at an event to take pictures of aeroplanes mm. deliberately. Uh, up until then, it was just holiday pictures with this mm. OM35 thing. Uh, so yeah, that that sort of really flowed on from there. And it was very very exciting to get my my first pictures published. Uh, that that to be honest hasn't really left me mm. either. It's still wicked seeing you work in a, yeah. in a printed magazine, right? You know, we all know electronic content's got its place, which is why we're yeah, doing this today, right? Definitely. But yeah. Yeah. to actually hold something and see something of your own work on a shelf in Smiths is it's just great, mm. you know. And I really hope the magazine world continues you know that, again that's probably another podcast we can do uh but uh i i had i was lucky to get my first picture published at age 11 <laughs> we went to yeah we went to uh luke i went up to scotland on holiday and back in those days the world was such a different place and dad was obviously working with the RAF quite a lot uh on journalism stuff so he, he literally picked the phone up to lucas and said look we're, we're in the area i've got my son he wants to become a photographer in the RAF. is there any chance we can come in and take some pictures of your the Phantoms on the Ops and stuff. Mm. And they were like, yeah, sure, of course you can. You can come see, see this afternoon after I've had a cup of tea. You know, it's just like ridiculous. Wow. So in, in we go into Lucas and we're sitting there as an 11-year-old boy watching these triple one squadron Phantoms emerging out of the Hazes and 43 squadron and the, uh, was it 228 OCU, the, the, that squadron that was on the line, big line of Phantoms over there. Uh, and one of the triple one Phantoms had a new squadron marking on it. So I, I shot this thing coming out of the Haz. And uh, sent it off to uh, Air Pictorial, or, um, and yeah, that was <laughs> I wrote the the caption on the back of the print, you know, in a in a, in a felt tip pen, and uh, they used it. So that was eight eleven. Seeing that shot in in Aviation News, that was that was pretty mega. That's incredible. Um, around that sort of time, they continued to just sort of like. Um, yeah, just do bits and pieces around Farnborough, really, because I was obviously still pretty young, so I didn't really go out that that much. Uh, obviously, could obviously couldn't drive and stuff yet, but just sort of would sort of cycle over to Farnborough. And I remember even like sitting in my maths block <laughs> at Cove uh, Senior School, watching the comet do circuits and stuff, and just couldn't wait to get out of there and cycle down and see the the Dakota coming in and the it's the BBMF one now. Don't, and... don't mind me asking. Um, obviously. It was in your family for a long time, so we yeah. were properly into it. Well, like, you, would you as much of it as you would be at that age? But were you like already an, an enthusiast even by the time you Definitely. got given that first camera. Hundred percent. I think there's a switch, isn't there? I think there's like a bug mm. that you get. Like, yeah. they, there's there's just something inside you. You don't know even what know what you're seeing and what you're doing. But it's just that mm, mm, connection mm. to aviation that's very hard to describe to someone that hasn't got it. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe it's a, a personality thing, or I, I, I don't know. I mean, I was saying to you guys earlier, you know, I've got two kids, and they're not massively into it at mm. all. Um, they're really not, and the, the bug hasn't, the bitten or the switch hasn't uh, been flipped on, mm. on those guys. But uh, it certainly was with me, and the noise and the connection, mm. and, and mm. Uh, to be honest as well, you know, obviously just going out with my dad, that was wicked. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's just fantastic. So you know, obviously I owe everything to him really, but yeah, uh, yeah I can imagine. But there was a lot more to be interested in back then. You know, you know there was the, you, you think well, of I mean, all of the comet. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, watching a comet, and, like, listening to some blimmin' algebra <laughs> lesson. Is there, is there a comet there? Oh, there's the varsity. Oh. Was the hunter going out with a jag? You know, whatever. But um, yeah, the, yeah, I think I think back yeah. then we had to obviously all the uh, RAF at home days as well. Yeah. We had the the USAF open days. Uh, there was a, there's obviously the air show scene was completely different. Um, mm. So there was just a lot mm. more to get enthused by even if we're out on holiday you know you, like that did he just picked the phone up and rang lucas and then we are you know and there was some morgan shows and whole shows all in august when we used to go down to cornwall on holiday so 
yeah, it was uh, it was very easy, I think, to get, yeah, get into sure. it. By then. It's just different now. There's not probably is easier if you're into it, but um, on the technology side in particular. But yeah, the the, the how cool everything was mm-hmm. back then is uh, I don't think will ever be repeated. Unfortunately, no, not at all. Yeah. Well, so just... yeah, the, from from those heady days, it kind of like went into. Uh, I wanted to pursue a career in it in some way, so I thought the best way to do it was going to be an RAF photographer. Um, but it all sort of fell foul with with the timeline I was working on. It was the first as I wanted to join mm, yeah, was the first white yeah. paper that came out. You know, the the real like SDR yeah. like scything through the military and stuff after the Cold <laughs> War, really. Oh God, I'm that old. Yeah, <laughs> literally after the Cold War. But it was, it was the effects of that, you know. So uh, it didn't really work out. They said, we're not recruiting Mm. photographers at the moment. We've got a massive downsizing of of personnel. And they um, they said, you go into air traffic. And no disrespect to air traffic at Mm. at all, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be behind the camera, right? And, you know, it would have probably been a really good career choice to go into air traffic, to be honest. Uh, But I wanted to do that. And that was what my mind was set up on. So they said, oh, go away and do something useful. Uh, whilst mm. we wait to see when we can recruit again. And I just worked in a camera shop because I thought, well, uh, you know, it's going to get me um, into yeah. into all the different different manufacturers. I'm going to learn every every different system and learn how to deal with customers. And, like, yeah, I'm still 16, right? I'm still 16, 17. So learning how to deal with people on the phone, all that kind of good stuff, um, which, which, was, which was great. So I went full time. Uh, there and then that was really good 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 years uh, still just syncing my days off with Jamie Hunter so we we're obviously working <laughs> in the shop I, I could have a day off a week right because we work Saturdays so he worked at Heathrow at the time so as you, a baggage you, handler you guys were, were what mates growing up or yeah yeah well, my, oh really my, 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 yeah so him and my dad my sorry his dad and my dad used to go spotting at Blackbush together in the 50s. Oh, I had no idea you, your relationship went that far that. back. I knew you guys were close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's oh, crazy. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we'd, we'd, um, we'd synced our days off. He, not, he wasn't a baggage handler. He throws a um, ops something. or well, he's going to kill me when he listens. Yeah. But anyway, he worked at Heathrow in, in the office of like Lufthansa. And uh, so we synced our days off and just, just went off and did, you know, all the mallet blow exercises and elder forest exercises and just hanging around Lake and Eastmield and all that sort of thing. And uh, we then sort of thought, well, let's let's expand our horizons a bit. I think, um, is it Touchdown Tours were doing some stuff back then as well? They were, they were sort of like the main wheeler and dealer in the aviation tour world. So we joined a few of those trips. Um, and uh, yeah, they obviously mm-hmm. got to spread our wings out over to America. You know, uh, so as a sort of 19-year-old going over to America and shooting, well, my cat, <laughs> obviously film, but, uh, you know, I was to line my suitcase with the lead bag. So yeah, of course. Through, so through the get, X-ray yeah, machines. Yeah. And yeah, man. So you, you had to check out which airports had, uh, which sensitivity you could take oh, through. Wow. I shot Kodachrome 64, so it wasn't, it, but if you, if you had a sensitive film, you know, not that it was any, any good up at like 400 or ASA 800 or ASA 1000 then you, the x-ray machines would probably wreck mm. it so you have to be a bit careful <laughs> um, but yeah suitcases full of Kodachrome and going around America for two weeks uh, shooting everything we could So and I remember it was the, the uh, that sort of time that the Americans started downsizing as well as a base realignment and closure mm. program and stuff mm, like that Sure. and we, we both Jamie and I we both kind of kept our hand in you know sending 
pictures through to magazines uh, with captions, you know. So we thought, well, let's let's take it a step further and start writing. Yeah. So we, we wrote our first articles together and stuff like that. And that was obviously super, even more exciting, right? To mm. see you, you an actual article in Air International and Epic and AFM. I mean, was it, sort of stuff. had you done any sort of writing before? Was it something you'd, you'd ever had any experience no, of? No, no, it wasn't. So it was, yeah, it's a funny old so thing. So what, what prompted because, you? I mean, what, what, other than obviously wanting to see your name in, in print, but. Yeah, but that and the stories that were there, you know, yeah. we were getting some amazing things and seeing seeing some amazing shots, uh, sites, and taking some, you know, off decent pictures of them. So, uh, and my again, you know, you look at what my dad was doing; is he was doing so much back then, um, and it was easier, right? Uh, that it just just seems so natural. That's what you did. You took a good shot and you went somewhere and you wrote a couple hundred words about it and mm. sent it off, mm. and uh, it, you know, just. Yeah, it was, it was just just the done thing. So um, that continued, and then I went to work for a company called Airplanes at Heathrow, and they were a data supply company to uh, competitive competing companies in the civil aviation world. So we'd supply information about like uh, how many Boeing's were in storage, or how many Airbuses were mm. in storage, or which uh, which Virgin routes were flying, which routes the BAA, BA and American Airlines uh, mm. ship were flying. And so the competitors would buy the data we, we, we produced and, and see what everyone was up to in the industry. And I, I quickly became editor of um, probably about six publications in that over the course of about uh, probably about 18 months or so. Uh, so, that, you know, I, I found I could do it. It was mm. just a thing, you know. I, I, I just left school with GCSEs. I didn't obviously go in the RAF. So there was no further education in college or university or anything. Uh, I just worked hard at what I wanted to do and, and what I enjoyed doing. So, yeah, I became editor of like a weekly news magazine, a monthly, uh, you know, Jets magazine, regional airlines uh, mm. publication, annual. Yeah, it was, it was just information publication supply, mm. you know, a data supply. So it's pretty, pretty bland. But I went on a, uh, a, a press trip to up, up to Sweden and it was Malmo Aviation getting their first Avro RJs. And I, I remember it really clearly because I was eating reindeer at Christmas. It was quite <laughs> weird. And, and uh, I, I sat next to at the table while I was eating this reindeer. I sat next to <laughs> sat next to a guy called Alan Burney, and uh, he was the editor of Aircraft Illustrated. Absolute gent, like such a nice guy. And his deputy editor was going on a round the world trip, so he was leaving. And we got on like a house on fire. Uh, so he said, "Look, I need I need a um, an assistant editor. Actually, it was then uh, come in for an interview uh, next week, and you know we'll, we'll see see if it fits." So I did that, and I'll tell you, this interview lasted about three hours long, and we didn't talk about airplanes once. It was just all music. <laughs> so we got on really, really well. Music and football, actually. Uh, and so yeah, I, I I got that job as assistant editor in 1998. Uh, and then, I mean, massive fast forward now, like 10 years worth of mm. then at the helm of Aircraft Illustrated mm. and we bought Combat Aircraft over from the mm. States as well. So I was editor of the you know largest aviation magazine in the world for, for that mm. length of time mm. up until 98. Um, and at the time, Jamie was still working for me as well, working with us uh, on the news side of things. And when I left, he then took over the mag. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Aircraft Illustrated went its way. And combat aircraft went its way, yeah. and yeah, it's uh, that was then up to yeah 2008. I left then, and then it went 
very interesting for a little while. Have, I could get, go to the next stage now. Well, like. it, it, <laughs> keep yeah, going. Yeah, keep yeah, going. Okay, cool. All right. So 2008 was an interesting <laughs> time. I was doing some... I love football, right? I absolutely love it. And I had a friend who was have running ever, a youth... So, sorry to stop you. Have you ever done, ever done like sports photography? I haven't, actually. No, I... I I have sort of fancied it. I'd like to go and photograph a mm, Premier League game. Mm, that would be pretty sick. There's a few yeah. photographers that cross over into that genre, actually, isn't yeah. there? It looks quite interesting. I think I'd, I'd be too. I'm surprised uh, you've never distracted. Because I'd be too I, distracted. I, there's, there's, I think, plenty of opportunities. Like you can just walk up and say you want almost at sort of you know much lower league level stuff. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, Obviously, no, pro- not Premier not League is probably quite a closed little group to get into perhaps. Yeah, but I can I don't imagine, know. yeah, quite key. Yeah, it must um, be. I'm just I'm surprised because I know I know I've seen from your social medias you love football, you love, I love everything it. about the culture and everything about it. Yeah. It's just surprised that you, well. you've never <laughs> never tried and done some of that yourself. Music. I know, yeah, I I I think it's just time thing, mate, to be honest. Mm. I think if I if I've got time uh, to go and shoot a game of football, yeah, sure, I probably of prefer course. to be playing it. Mm, yeah, sure. Uh, or, or attempting to, <laughs> dude. Seriously, let's uh, let's not go there on that one. But yeah, I, you know, if I've if got if I've got time to do something like that, then then yeah, yeah there's there's probably other things I would, yeah, I, would, sure. I would spend it on. But um, yeah, but it's always good to challenge yourself, though. In, in other work, absolutely, definitely subscribe to that. But. Um, yeah, so I, but my love of that, and I, I had a friend who was running a, a youth charity in the town where I live. Uh, this is going to go off piste a little bit. Um, and she had a load of very unruly lads, uh, sort of 18, uh, 16 to 25 year olds. Um, you know, the whole broken mm. home thing, drug, alcohol, misuse, mm. all of that jazz. That's what she, she did in this charity. Uh, and she, she hated football and had no interest in it. <laughs> so had no interest in it. So she asked me to set up a team, um, and that's so I did that. I kind of again in my, my spare time at that point, um, and we just hired out a local army hall here and uh, got everyone together. And my goodness, it was like ridiculous. It was getting like sixty lads come down at one point. <laughs> it was worse. absolutely unbelievable. And I and I I really enjoyed keeping in contact with them, like literally all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're, they're, obviously there was a lot of needs in their lives and everything else. And having someone that wasn't part of their family that kind of had a, you know, that cared mm-hmm. about them and wanted, mm-hmm. you know, wanted the best for their lives and had a decent head on their shoulders, not being funny, but they, I wasn't like the chaotic life they came from. Um, it was really sort of like making a difference in their lives. I was like, what's this all about? And this is yeah. a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I then went on to run that charity. I, I left aviation completely. Um, I remember it was when the Jags retired. I I did just done an air to air with the the spotty mm. Jag out of mm. a Herc, and obviously I, I um paid for that Jag as well. So there was like a real yeah I remember that's a, that's affinity a story with itself, that aeroplane. Yeah yeah yeah. So we we you know we did all that thing, and then I flew with it out the back of a Herc, and it was wicked. And I remember landing, and I I remember thinking, oh. oh that's that then what's next and I, I just sort of it was a bit hollow is, I suppose is the best word to describe it um and it was sort of like I don't know there's something I, I don't know I can't it's really hard to describe but it, it felt hollow and there was, there was something missing and it what I didn't feel like I'd just done this amazing mm. thing right and it, it, it was it, it didn't really line up um anyway I got back to the car and, I, and one of the lads on my team had I mean, slashed his wrist Jeez. so I, I then sort of thought, okay, well, I'm, I'm, my priority isn't 
in this mm. now. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm seeing him. I'm doing that. So I left aviation entirely uh, from, from the mags and went and ran that youth charity for like four or five years or so and uh, in here where I, where I live. And it was pretty good, actually. You know, there was some, some good moments. But it was it, then, uh, you know, crikey, the, the funding and everything else was, was really, really tough. Um, and I had a big team and lots of projects going on, like anger management, teenage parent stuff and all that mm. kind of thing. Um, and I, so I, I stepped out of the charity to do it uh, as like, almost like a freelance mm. thing. Uh, so I, I didn't not do it, but I just like wasn't paid to do it. And there yeah, were sure. sort of other other people and organisations supporting us as a family. And we then had like uh, people living with us as well. We had like this open open house thing with the kids and my wife are doing sorting out drug addicts and everything else for, for a good few years. Uh, and then that got to the point where that was enough because the kids are getting old enough to sort of say, you know what, I, I don't want this yeah. in my house anymore. Yeah. And of course, that's that's that was the the signal then for for that to move on. Um, and at that point, I was doing a little bit more on the aviation side as well, because um, although I'd, I'd left it and very very much left it, I'd literally severed it. Um, I I found it, it it is definitely who I was and, and and what I wanted to be doing, right? Whether it was a job or not, I didn't mm. know at that stage. But uh, it certainly never leaves you. I think if you've been bitten that that hard by yeah, something, yeah. it's going to leave a mark, right? So uh, it was about 2004, no, hang on, 2008. So late, it's probably about 2010-ish, something like that. Mm. Um, things started to change. And then by 2015, uh, I was really thinking, okay, I really want to get back into aviation somehow. Um, and I was doing a lot more freelance work, which is great, but it wasn't a regular income or anything else like that. So that was yeah. pretty tricky. And at the, by the by that stage as well, the whole world had gone digital, right? I mean, I went digital in two thousand five, uh, so we're now like you know two thousand eleven, twelve, and that pretty much everyone was was really getting into the digital world. And the last time I was at the magazines, I set up something called the Aviation Photo Club, and that was uh, that's a wicked setup actually. That was really cool. That's that's kind of like the genesis of where everything is today. Mm. So. I, I in the early two thousands, um, there was a hell of a lot of aircraft being retired and withdrawn. Mm-hmm. Like all some really cool stuff, just off the top of my head. Like uh, obviously Jaguars, I said about Sea Harriers, um, Vigans, Drakens, Starfighters. You know what I mean? The world it's just that legacy, legacy of the war. Absolutely, yeah, it really was. Those er- early two thousands yeah. were going exactly that so uh, because i was at the mags at the time i was writing about all this and going out to visit these squadrons and i remember going out to grasnice uh, the last uh f-104 base out in italy and um i got to know them really well so i went out there about four times i think so maybe even more i don't know um and i knew the layout of the base and i knew the people there and i knew the times things would happen and which taxiway to be on when and everything else and i thought well i'm writing about all this in the mag and it's really cool but I've I've got all these readers that would absolutely love to see this, you know. And I actually think that with the Italian hospitality and how well I know them and know the base and the fact these F-104s are going yeah. and they're F-104s, <laughs> this has got to be interesting, right? So I, I sat down with the base commander and I said, look, you know, I'd love... I, it's been amazing, you know, thank you very much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I would like to bring... Uh, a, a group of readers over to sort of they've read the article they've seen what's going on they love the starfighter 
And I think that they'd really appreciate it coming to life kind of thing and, and sort of seeing, seeing this all firsthand. So I'd like to bring a group of my readers over to the base for a couple of days. Um, and this is 2004, mm. maybe? Mm. Something like that when the Starfighters were going. Um, 2004, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Uh, so I sat down in his office and said, like, you know, what I've just said to you. And he sat back in his journey and, and he sort of, like, he paused and he was thinking. I was thinking, oh, this is going to go nowhere. <laughs> okay, all right, never mind, never mind. I've had, had a good run. It's worth a try. And he, and he said, so how many, how many people are you thinking? And I said, I said, 40. And, uh, and he said, oh, yeah, 14 people. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, maybe. And I said, no, no, not, not 14, 40. <laughs> and I, and I, the reason I came up with 40 is because it was a, it was a yeah, coach yeah, load, right? Yeah. I thought, well, mm. quick, let's think. Well, I can get 40 in a coach, yeah. 40. And you know, and you then, feel it, so right? So he said 14. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and he, and he, so he drew a bit of breath and went, 40 people. And he, and he just looked at me and he said, sure, we'll get them more pizza. And that, was, <laughs> that was it. And I tell you, from, from that moment is where co-op, the theory of co-op was, was born. So uh, that, that was the APC, the um, Aviation Photo Club, which was designed really, because I was obviously working at the MAG then, to sell subscriptions, you know, yeah, because sure. in order to join the we, subscriptions are everything, right? Mm. You know, you can buy a mag and then forget it the next month or just buy it when it's interest to you. But what sustains a publishing business like that, especially back then was subscriptions. Yeah. So that was the holy, holy ground. We needed to increase subscriptions. So I, by having an aviation photo club that you had to buy a subscription to the mag to be able to belong to, uh, increased subscriptions. So everything, everyone was happy. And mm. then I was able to take guys away, guys and girls, Away to to these these squadrons that were disappearing, uh, and yeah, that was the whole ethos of of uh, yeah, like I say, taking people away and having this amazing experience. So when that stopped, when I left the mags, though, because that wasn't the direction that um, they wanted to carry on with. How long did that go on? Until I left, two thousand eight. So it must okay. have been two thousand and two. I think it started. Were you were you the only guys doing that at that point? Or? Yeah, it, it, Ian Allen were around, say, yeah, and Ian Allen were George the, were Pick biggie. maybe. Aero tours, uh, there a touchdown were around. I'm sure still then. But they were they were much more like organised tours of um, you know air shows and, yeah, and sure. spotting trips. Really, mm-hmm. um, no no one had ever done operational stuff, and you know that's now a completely different ball game anyway nowadays. Uh, but that that all did all stop in 2008 when I left the mags. As I say, it wasn't a direction they wanted to go in, which is absolutely cool. Uh, but so fast forward back to where I left off. I've now finished kind of like. Finished stuff from the charity stuff. I've recognised that everyone's now digital. That photography has changed. I'm thinking, you know what? I could still probably give something into this industry, mm-hmm. into this hobby, and I've still got some stuff to give and some knowledge. And you know, I love sharing experiences with yeah. people and bringing them along with me. That's why that's that's the biggest buzz. So I thought, you know, I could probably re- re-establish the APC. And uh, I had this the conversation with Steve Comba, who was instrumental in helping me set it all up back then. Uh, and uh, we we decided to go for it. How, how did you know Steve at that point? So he'd run tours for me. Okay, he was a tour manager. Uh, he'd taken people away on those on those APC trips, uh, and I, I think he was doing some stuff with Ian Allen Aviation Tours at the time as well. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was 2015. And we thought let's go for it, and naively I thought. Uh, then that the floodgates were going to open and everyone that was part of APC and the whole 
stuff that we used to do would just be like, yay, it's a back, let's all go. But it, it really didn't work like that. It, it was so slow to get going and a real, real surprising really? slog to get going. I think, yeah, it really was. Mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons was that the, the guys that um, travel with me like 10 years previously or whatever um, had, you know, um, I should put it like they, they had spare everything, time and cash, mm. right? But that they were also because they had spare time and you know some the spare cash to do so, they it meant they were retired, mm. right? Which meant they weren't necessarily on social media, mm. right? So okay, it's such yeah. a slow burn because right. the guys that knew what we could do and what and what and had travelled with us before and what we could deliver and what, what I was about and everything else, you know, they they just weren't. There's no word being. I suppose they they are the demographic to buy print magazines. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly and then they and not be on social media mm. um you think 2015 is a long time ago now really as well like eight years how quick social media has grown and how much more people are on it mm. but uh it just wasn't like that back then you know so yeah that it was a bit of a slow burner but um it it, it did rapidly then gain momentum um thankfully and uh yeah it, it just carried on through to where we are today really it's interesting just going back to sort of your career when you started uh, there's not really a a sort of a a defining line from when you sort of you know did this as as a hobby to doing it as a as a job but it's it's really interesting when you said you you just started writing the 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 pieces i did yeah because i think you know a lot of people who are trying to get into aviation photojournalism they, yeah. they, I, I'm not an expert, but they, they, it seems like they concentrate on on being great aviation photographers, and then yeah, they get really put off. They, yeah, well, exactly, because every bloke and his yeah. dog's got got a camera and a, yeah. a 150, 600 mil lens these days. But it's just really interesting that you know a lot of people just get very put off by writing. And actually, yeah, so you know, they, they think they need, you know, an English degree from Durham or something. Yeah. And they don't. You just, yeah. you just need to no. write the story as you'd be telling it to someone who you talk to in the yes. pub or, or, or yeah. you know, yeah. an airship. And, and research your facts, right? Oh, yeah, right. You know, yeah. So the facts are all there. Yeah. You know, that's what we've got, the internet and everything else, you know, all those amazing sites and research you can do now. Um, but yeah, so you, you, you put that together with your own flavor exactly as you say then you're on a winner you know because no one saw the event like you did because you, yeah. you're unique right so being able to put your own thoughts and flavor on into something that's factually correct that's that's a that's a winning do you think that's important to have the the <clears throat> sort of the personal element of you know i mean personally yes because your because uh, your I name's think... on the piece right so you know yeah exactly it's exactly article, yeah. not not yeah or anyone else's and that that's kind of where the, I think the difference would come. You know, if you're uh, a magazine editor and you you get two submissions and one's a, a press release, mm, right, mm. and one's written by someone that was there, which one are you going to use? It's oh, exclusive. Exactly it's exclusive content, right? Of course. Mm. And that says a lot. If you get someone that's able to produce organic content now, that's golden. You, mm. you can't. Yeah. So you. Yeah. But how do you start that? Exactly as you say. You just you. You just got to get just out and do it. it. And, it, it, and not it be I think a, a, the, one of the big. I mean, we'll we'll get on to co-op, um, obviously, yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah. eventually. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting talking about it. But it it's from your point of view, having done it for since you know for for a good for certainly everyone, yeah. probably the pre-social media era. Yeah, yeah. It's probably one of the more defining differences. But this nowadays, if you want to get into it, you want to write for magazines, whether you know on a, a, a frequent basis or an infrequent basis, or even just have a single. But it's uh, for my 
I've always thought is so oversaturated because everyone, yeah. certainly everyone has a camera. I mean, everyone's yeah. taking photos of absolutely everything these days. And the opportunities are less. The mm. opportunities are less. Mm. There's obviously fewer magazines. There's fewer yeah. s- smaller air forces. There's less stuff going yeah. on. And it's there's just so much, so many people doing it and, and a lot of very established people doing it that it it, mm-hmm. it, it can probably both seem and be difficult to to try and get noticed do you, yeah, do you think that's the There's case no about it. yeah i do yeah because of the amount of people that are doing it as you say but I, I think i think you might be surprised at how many people are actually putting skin in the game mm. and actually you know got that confidence to go you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna write about this and do this um i, th- I th- it, it is difficult because there's no magazine now that takes a show review right you think uh, you can't, uh, you can't... Uh, uh, uh. go on <laughs> have i missed one so um, for AFM, we now do a showbiz piece, uh, which has started this summer. Seriously? Yeah, which I'm Dude, I've missed writing. that. No, sorry, no, everyone has, but that's okay. It's a, Again, it's a slow burn because it's difficult to yeah. get, and it's it's wow. the opposite of the problem you've had with co-op, where we're putting stuff in print media on a semi-regular yeah. basis. But of course, mm. it's yeah. kind of difficult to plug without plugging the entire magazine, and then it sort of gets lost sure. as, a, as a bullet point amongst all the other great articles, you mm, know, about how the interesting. In Ukraine and everything else. But yeah, that's, yeah, it, that's yeah. exactly Exactly, that's exactly what AFM are doing. Is you know they want that human element oh, back into it because Fabulous. things can get a bit dry when it's all you know an oh, acronyms and initials yep. and numbers and letters. Oh, I think that's a really like good that. move. So, um, so yeah, yeah, that's, especially that's what we're doing this yeah. summer. No, that makes a lot of sense, especially if you look at the industry now with you know F thirty five drones, super yeah. hornets. Yeah, that's yeah. you know, and then, but if you've got something as you say with a bit of flavour to it, then it's. It's going to stand out. That's great. Good to hear. Yeah. Oh, nice one, chaps. Yeah, come I'm on out. Jesus, Rich. Oh, you're not reading your print <laughs> media. On. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. No, I, I get combat aircraft. I, I don't, yeah, I, I have to choose between the two. I, I chose combat. I've got more of an affiliation with that one, so you'll have to forgive me. Did you, um, no, I think it's, it's, it's also a good opportunity to, to plug Tom's To plug it. Damn right. Reeled it in. That's the segue. Yeah. Pro at this. Sweet. Um, Good man. But, no, but, it, but it's interesting. It's the exact opposite. It's how do we get noticed now? Because now, yeah, you know, ten years ago, social media was you know not as much as it is today. Now everything's on yeah. social media. And the other thing with print media mm, yeah. as well, of course, is that by the time stuff gets published, yeah. the, the the news has has come and gone. You know, like a a newsworthy exercise has already ended. Yeah. Whereas social media is full, almost live. Well, sometimes live. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah, for sure. Back of the camera shots. But um, when I think about magazines, what what still you know I still have an AFM subscription and yeah. um, I, I probably read it. Don't read it more months than do read it. To be fair, but I'm happy to keep the subscription. But what what I do read will be things like Fort Fleet reports or sure. you know individual squadron Space, visits and yeah. stuff like that because yeah. that's the bespoke mm. stuff that isn't just yeah exactly daily you can't do social it. media content definitely. And I, I think I think they, you could probably play to the weaknesses of social media. To make it a strength, actually, there, Tom. I think, like, if so, in, in this age where social media is so here today, gone tomorrow, scattered all over the place, not reliable. That's everything that's opposite to a magazine article. Yeah. It's going to be reliable mm. in theory. Okay, people make mistakes, of course, but you know, there's there's a, a team of good experts within that, that editorial setup there, and it's going to be good. You guys, obviously excellent what you write so you know the, so it's it's about consistency then right 
because that's everything that social media isn't. So if you're consistently showing up and putting your show reports in there or consistently showing up with a good blog, uh, you know, to anyone else that's listening, whatever, uh, or consistently mm. contacting that editor, not pestering, there's a real, real yeah. difference and it's a fine art between pestering and consistency, right? Uh, and, mm. you know, I always say that mm. the bottom line mm. in getting stuff done into mags is, you know, uh, is you just don't be a dick. That is the number one rule because you will absolutely yeah. stand out. Mm. Again, social media full of dicks, right? So stand out. Don't be and one. Well, and and well, yeah. that's that's the other. It's it's, it's a universal yeah. rule, isn't it? Because the community is quite small. Totally agree. And you know, it's not like like ten people, but but you know, if you sort of yeah get your name in, yourself, in the wrong way it? or you, you, know, yeah. you start trying to sort of you know do do the wrong things mm-hmm. um it gets around and and people yep. hear about it and and uh, you know it's not good but um you're absolutely right on social media it's the consistency and you know for, for, for you car we spent so much effort trying to build up a, a twitter following for for many years mm-hmm. between about sort of 2015 and 2020 ish just before the pandemic and we worked really hard on it and we and we sort of almost nice. had our own yeah, little yeah. style guide and our procedures for how we'd you know, re- re- like, you know, and make sure the information is verifiable yeah. and we're not just going to retweet someone who's seen something at a base and two and two equals five, whatever. Um, yeah. Because we've seen a lot yeah, of other accounts imagine. get burned when they've Oof. said, oh, a, tornado, a mm. tornado's crashed at Marham and it wasn't, it was just a drill. Um, but, you know, and then, but then all of a sudden, you know, um, uh, rights and wrongs of yeah. the whole thing. Twitter's yeah. bought by Elon Musk. The the way that the algorithm now works, I think with social media, the algorithm makes it performance yeah. media. Yeah, so actually, yeah. who you follow anymore doesn't matter. You've got a for you page and an algorithm my for you better than my following. What you like. So <laughs> yeah. we we built yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly yeah. that. So we we built up this following on Ucar, thinking, yeah. oh, you know, we're really proud of it, cultivating a community, and then yes. just like that, in two years, yes. it's it's, re- it's completely meaningless, really. Yeah, the mercy of that. Can, yeah, you, you but can't I think there is. It. You could do that with Insta as well. I think that yeah. has then created a a, mar- a market audience for verifiable information and reliable information in a in sometimes longer format or sometimes mm. not. But I think certainly the way Elon Musk has messed Twitter up. Sorry, X. <laughs> X. Um, <laughs> it, it, I think, has driven people towards realizing that there is a problem with social media and actually to be more... Not everyone has, of course, and not nearly everyone has, but perhaps people who are more interested in that stuff will go. And so I think I think that's one of the reasons why the UCAR forum is still going strong. Yeah, It doesn't have the same population it did 15 years ago, perhaps, but sure. it's still going yeah. very strong and it's still somewhere people go to for information to post Damn information right. because yep. that slower conversational format, don't get me wrong, there's, there's problems on the UCAR <laughs> forum as much as there are anywhere else, but sure. it, 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 it's that lack of just need to be immediate. And and, and it's, yeah, yeah. and there's the a lot of wisdom, isn't it? That I said, like, you know, the, that, that's been there forever. It's the staple diet of my air show news you know so i know that if i want to read about a show then that's a great place to go and look at it and i know if i want to see the latest opinions or news then that's that's where i'm going to go to look at it you know of course i can see it on social media and everything else but it's it's so noisy Mm. i mean there's just so many so much stuff going on so i think it going being able to go somewhere that that you that's got a recognized voice uh and and a consistent track record is is golden nowadays it really well, that, is that sounds like quite a i was just gonna say yeah into... <laughs> oh yeah what? go on 
into your your current uh, project with Co-op, isn't it? Oh yeah. So uh, yeah. So go on, tell um, us. So so Co-op online. We'll we'll talk about yeah. Co-op in general. But well, we'll sure, sure. now we've managed to neatly wander into that topic. Uh, talk, tell so, us about what you've got going on at the moment with Co-op online. It's uh, it it came out of the pandemic, you know. So obviously the twenty nineteen. I think I was away 32 weeks, something like that, you know, so traveling and, you know, building a business on uh, taking groups of people away into different countries to look at aviation is pretty Mm. much the perfect storm for Mm. COVID, Mm. you know, every element of that was Mm. decimated. So yeah, I, I, you know, I don't mind saying I I lost Mm. everything, literally, it was, it was horrific. Um, And I thought, well, you know, there is an opportunity here to, to do something different and something that I'd never, ever be able to have the time to do if I was traveling ridiculous amounts around the world and, and doing whatever. So I thought, well, what, you know, what was missing from uh, from aviation at, at that time? And I looked at, like, uh, you know, the way social media was run and the algorithms and advertising that's been thrown down your throat and how tricky the community can be of aviation photography mm. sometimes uh and thought well you know i've got quite a good um community within within co-op that i've built mm. you know so why not bring that together and and, and build a, a new community without that that whole algorithm and um and advert stuff being thrown down your throat in a way that actually works for photographers and uh you know so in terms of the the teaching that I've always wanted to do uh, in, with photography, because I, you know, I had every intention of doing a lot of, more workshops with with Co-op when I set it up, but it, it just didn't go that way, purely yeah. because of time, right? So I thought, well, let's you know, let's actually get some workshops down and let's um, let's do some aviation photography entertainment side of things, you know, because you can you can find stuff on YouTube and everything else, but like to have all of that under one banner. Uh, under in one place in one site, I thought it could be pretty mm. cool. So, yeah, I, I started learning, um, you know, how to do business online. Basically, you know, I did a few courses in in the uh, pandemic and stuff, and during lockdown, and start to build this thing uh, that became, yeah, became Co-op Online. Um, and it's so I, I was I was just about to launch my first workshop when uh, the beauty of social media threw me a curveball uh, and I, I saw this guy called Tom Dalt in my mm. my screen um, and I thought, who the hell is this? I know everyone. I don't know this guy. And he was, he was saying, like, you know, he's going to do some aviation photography workshops. I was like, I need to know this guy. Um, and, I, you know, I could have could have looked at that and gone, oh, for goodness sake, you know, competition, rah, rah, rah. I don't, you know, I'm going to, you know, do my better or anything else. I just thought, mm. you know what? It's... I, I, nah, there's there's more room in this world for collaboration and working together, and you know just just using each mm. other's strengths. So I wanted to find out what it's about. And anyway, he could have been literally anywhere in the world. Um, and uh, I, when I inboxed his on on Instagram, and uh, he, he lived an hour away <laughs> from me, and he was uh, I was just like, what? This is too weird. And not only that, but he'd done the, some of the same. Um, online kind of like transitional courses stuff that I'd done exactly the same ones. So we kind of like had this this wavelength already and foundation established and we thought, well, this is just too weird. So he, he'd set this workshop up and I, and I said, look, you know, I've done a few bits. I can probably, I'd like to help, you know, if you, I, it sounds good. You know, we got on really well. 
from day one. And so he was running like a week long workshop and I came in, I think on like a, a Tuesday and a Thursday and we, mm. you know, um, just talked about my experiences and what, whatever. Um, and it went really well and we got on, yeah, I say really well. So, uh, we then did the next one as a, as a joint thing and it was just mm. brilliant. And it was just so nice working with someone that's, uh, I mean, this is, he's a, he's a clever dude, you know, he's got a good brain on his shoulders. He's a A330 captain for Virgin. He speaks Japanese. He's a stadium level drummer. <laughs> he, um, what else? Not at the same time. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, snowboard instructor. He's currently on safari. You know what I mean? He's he's ridiculous. It's amazing. um, And we just yeah, we dovetail really well together, and it's 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 absolutely brilliant to work with him. So with with him and Steve, you know, the other legend in the car up setup, it's 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 a great uh, it's a great little team. So Tom and I then started to redevelop what I'd already built in like the early 2020s and brought his uh, knowledge and teaching ability into my stuff as well. Uh, and yeah, we've, we've, we've spent the last 18 months like blood, sweat and tears mm. building uh, a dedicated platform for aviation photography. Um, and it's a, it's a membership and uh, there's, there's a community hub, there's uh, the entertainment stuff's on there, there's workshops, um, monthly workshops as well, the live stuff. Um, we've built a, a, a brand new image sharing platform as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's like 4K um, displays on, on, on the screen. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. And it, it doesn't just do like likes. So recognize that likes were becoming a bit meaningless mm. and you know especially with instagram that was a real real issue at one point mm. wasn't it of how many people were liking you and following mm. you and whatever else it became about that rather than the photography so we we developed this this tool uh, the, like a dashboard that allows you to give feedback on the specific points that you like about the image and then that collates into another section that then uh, brings all that feedback together. So you can actually see what people do like about it, not just that it's like, they can see that, okay, I'm really strong in like say composition uh, because that's why I'm getting a lot of points and not a score, but I'm really weak in say storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, and it gives you then examples of okay. um, storytelling stuff that's worked really well and that the, the audience have really liked. So you can then hone in on your weaknesses and start to develop it accordingly. So yeah, it, it's, it's pretty, clever stuff and we, we just you know relaunched it and we've got a new app uh you know ios and android mm. app and stuff so it all feels very grown up as well <laughs> it's quite cool <laughs> yeah so what obviously other other than that, that that learning process as a community and as a as a social platform what's that what, what's that bringing what, what's the advantages to that over say a facebook group or sure I mean, that's, that's yeah. sort of it i guess as a community thing it's only facebook because you can't really do that community stuff on say twitter or no, instagram no. Or... so I, I, we found it's a lot more personal and there's a real lack of egos because it is a lot more personal and i, I think because it's you know i'm not being funny but you know carpa's got quite a good name right so if you mm. come in there and you're you are being a dick you're going to stand out right and mm-hmm. it's so it just doesn't it doesn't go like that it never has it never never has in anything like i am talking about the trips even mm-hmm. as well you know just the the trips and and the and the community is so cool and so chilled and so helpful and so genuine that i it, it, it just works i think because they're not hiding behind a facebook thing or they're you know they're it's a community they've joined because they love it and they want sure. to give to it 
So, you know, there's, there's guys in there that have, you know, only just done their first air show or only been to Lake Eneath for the first time. And there's guys in there that have been doing it for decades. And they, they, everyone can learn from everyone else in that, yeah, right? Sure. You know, you put you put those two kind of types of people together and there's absolutely stuff that they can learn from each other. So I think one of the most uh, satisfying, if that's the right word, things to come out of that is the like genuine relationships that have been mm. formed out of it. You know, they, they, they hook up and go out shooting mm. together. You know, really? That, that, yeah, all the time. Like lifelong friends. It's unbelievable. That's good when, when that organic sort of process starts happening. Yeah, and it, yeah that's, that's never sort of something, something I expected. That you're, you're independent of and, and it's starting to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's yeah, lovely. That's really good. Really cool. And I think if you know if you hooked up with a stranger on Facebook, you don't know <laughs> what you're going to get, right? So, you know, whatever. <laughs> it could be a little bit weird. Um, and so that, that's been lovely. Like, you know, I'm going to Duxford for the first time. Never been. Oh, we're there too. You know, come meet us here. We'll show you what to do and where to go. And that's um, awesome. you know, it's just, I love that. That's wicked. Yeah, I, love, I mean, I, I far better than I expected. I know, if, uh, probably just pre-pandemic, actually, was sort of I think the golden year of everyone thinking, oh, I'm going to get off social media. I'm going to cut that out of my life, and lots of people did. And yeah, I know Tom, yeah. you were very, very, very close to I think cutting out facebook and all yeah. that and obviously i've, dele- I've deleted it twice the and then i well do you know and the, did you really? the interesting thing is actually um i don't you i like i lurk i don't post um but so i okay. do find some of the groups more useful whereas in sort of 2018 2019 i just found a lot of the groups not yeah. that useful it was a really yeah, noisy and, and, really and, messy and, yeah yeah um yeah. And what I realized was actually if you sort of just pick and choose where you want to be, you can you can still find the, the nuggets. Um, and I feel like in the pandemic, yeah, sure. what happened was because I was doing not, literally nothing else, I sort of ended up do, going through that process. So I've, I I know yeah. what groups I find Fair useful enough. if I want to go spotting anywhere in the UK or Europe. Cool. Um, yeah, but, sure. Yeah, but I, I don't contribute. But um, but you know, I don't, I don't. I'm not even in the spotting groups. I just, I just ask people who are on them to look for information for me because I cannot be. The, one, <laughs> one of the issues with Facebook in general is there is so much dross there, and Mate, you join a spotting group so like true. I don't know Stansted because I want to see general movements, see if there's anything interesting coming, and it's just, yeah. it's the most mind-numbing, just, yeah, just stuff. You, you see people talking, it's just like. It's also yeah. it's also, it's brain it's also brain the format and the arrangement, isn't it? I mean, um, I, Rich, I don't know if you've thought about this, you know, with with co-op online, but you know, you, you you say take Instagram, which is it's a photo sharing platform. That's the only place other other than yeah. UCAR, just because that's just because you know, that's always going to be my home. But other than that, is Instagram's yeah. really the only place I I put my images because it's ostensibly by design a photo sharing app although i mean it's pretty yeah. much you know facebook and insta and twitter they're all clones nowadays but it, yeah you know mm-hmm. that's just one image at a time you're scrolling and you're seeing one of your friend's images if you're lucky in amongst three posts on, yeah, on your phone because it's so and it's so slow yeah. and there's not really much control over yep. it facebook you've got a bit more control and yeah tiny. And, and you can you know on facebook maybe you can look at an raf fairford spotting group because that's you know got fairford yeah. movements in it but even then it's 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 single post single post like that and then with, yeah, with yeah. comments yeah. on it sure but you have to <clears> scroll through a lot um and it's just sort of a it's just a really unwieldy horrible format um yeah, and and that's that's the thing that really get if you just want information or you just want photos about just one show mm-hmm. if you're in an, an abstract mm-hmm. you know air shows 
Facebook group. You, you, you're going to have to sift through. Yeah, if you don't want to see Duxford, you just want to look at modern military stuff, you know, a, a, a react shots recently. You have to sift through all yeah. that stuff. And that's what I find really exhausting. Yeah. Good word. And it has to be said, that's sort of the side of stuff with, with Facebook and pretty much any other social media that I've, I've never really engaged with because it's just so... The signal-to-noise ratio is just so off. Yeah. But, you know, you, obviously you go out at the hobby, you go to events, you go and do X, Y, and Z, you see people in magazines, and, what, and you, you, you obviously meet people that way and get to know people. But the one of the actually biggest... as People ask why you see it on Facebook or have done in the past, you know, why what's the point of still being on Facebook? And, and actually the reason being pretty much the sole reason I've ever stayed on Facebook is because of net this, the networking I've been able to do within the hobby mm-hmm. that has benefited me. And I hope I've been able to benefit other people has, I, I would, there, I wouldn't be anywhere where I've got to now without yes. having, without that stuff. And, and one of the yeah. things I, I don't know whether you want uh, the, obviously the, the Facebook group that the Co-op Lounge we can bleep that out if you don't want to obviously uh, drive traffic it's away from Co-op Online no, but, that's um, right. but yeah so that, that that one just seeing people posting in that but but adding people from that people who seem like they're, yeah, they're, right. they're good guys hobby good guys. someone like yeah, sure, sure. Joe Copelman who, who I'm thinking yeah, I've right. mentioned good before example, on, on yeah. the podcast yeah. but mm-hmm. even people in general like people just like people in Russia right um, yeah. oh, I can't remember his name now but and, and, Andre Andrei Zinchuk yeah because thanks to him, and also I'll give a shout out Ivan Vukadinov, mm. who I think is Bulgarian yeah. but lives in yeah. America. But Correct, both of them. Yeah. So I mm. did a that I've mentioned. In fact, I, I think I joined an episode while I was out there at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Went out to Russia in January in a January September 2020. So obviously, very stupid time to go to Russia. But um, as it as it turns out, a very good time to go to Russia actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I went plane spotting in russia and we discussed it on the podcast i went plane spot like military bases stuff like that right mm-hmm. i could never have done mm-hmm. that if it weren't for having no. network with people on facebook and yeah. pretty much pr- pretty much entirely through co-op right yeah. and because of them i got information i got advice could never have done that without knowing these people without having been yeah. on social media and, and and having been proactive on it about adding people and then getting sure. in touch and obviously they have to know who you are and not yeah you know, but and that works nobody but but but, but you, you if you ask nicely people people will tell you and, and if yeah, you definitely. don't ask you don't get and yeah. it sounds like that's happening with co-op online now as well actually yeah for sure yeah i mean yeah i mean facebook is obviously you know an incredible resource and network for for people and relationships and yeah and information but i think it's i think it's as you said like earlier it's the noise that's involved in all of that and the and the you know the stress and and distraction that's the word i was looking for whereas i thought well if i can build a community that doesn't have any of that and especially the distraction you know it, it's like a different part of your brain i mean to you know i wouldn't necessarily you know just you know if you're lying in bed whatever and you're just mind numbingly scrolling that's not co up online you know, that's that's your yeah. Facebook and your ex Twitter feed, whatever. Um, Co-op online, I, I'm intentionally engaging with my hobby and my passion. Yeah, sure. With people that I genuinely like to be around, and that's cool. Mm, definitely. So, how do you how do you market Co-op online? That's a really good question. Uh, in the last couple of eighteen months, we haven't because we've been develop well probably a, a year. Uh, we've been developing the platform to where it is now. So we weren't actually 
although I wouldn't exactly turn anyone away, we weren't accepting new members uh, for that okay. whole period. So we, we, we yeah, launched it in like, say, 2000 and then 2001. And then since that time, we've been building what it is now. And, it, and honestly, uh, the guys that joined it initially were obviously like people that knew me and, and loved Co-op and were all part of that whole <laughs> thing. Um, so they were very forgiving, you know, because it was quite a slow platform to start with. And you guys, I'm, I'm sure, realise like if you've got something on the internet and you're waiting and it's just hanging, that's annoying and it's going to be a real turnoff, yeah, right? So yeah. um, we, we had to like do so much work on server capability, mm. types of servers, uh, what was talking to what and everything else. And we, we kind of uh, like, you know, built this off with off-the-shelf products. But because Tom's a freaking genius, he, he can recode stuff as well. So we, we're, we're getting stuff off the shelf, but then recoding it and and redesigning everything ui ux everything to to bolt it into what makes co-op online today so it, in fact i think last week was the first week um that we actually let new members in we, we were letting them in from from fairford the freight guys got heads mm. heads up into it but yeah. um gen, general kind of like okay let's go uh started last week and mm. there'll be some more pushes probably over the coming months okay uh, well not probably there will be you'll be sick of, sick of seeing it <laughs> don't go on facebook <laughs> <laughs> you'll be sick of it <laughs> no, so you, said, you said you, you wouldn't you wouldn't really sort of turn people away but i mean yeah would, would there be any vetting or or moderating because obviously what I imagine you don't want is for that noise of yeah for sure well, so this, yeah. this is the thing yeah. one of the so... most frustrating things about what I was talking about earlier the the signal to noise stuff you could join these mm. like Facebook groups and it's just people posting not being funny right let's let's be brutally honest here. the most garbage photos you can imagine for sure like, not even just unedited but just like crap right yeah and but people fawning over them because it's what people do right yeah and. I'm not knocking those people, and I hope they have and they're enjoying those photos, and they're ha- very happy with what they've got. But I don't care, right? I like. To <laughs> think honest, I don't care, and I don't want to see them because yeah. I don't. Fuck the crap. I think the more polite way of saying it is that all of us on online have a saturation limit. Oh, but 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 that's it. That's from, it. Yeah. And and thank you, Tom, for making me seem like a better person. <laughs> reach, yeah. reach that saturation. Limit. But Very that's the thing. So. But so, so do you? I mean, do you sort of moderate? Because, like, yeah, we we talk about UCAR. I mean, we all have got horror stories about people threatening to. I mean, the amount of people that threatened to sue us. I don't know on what grounds. They, I mean, it's a free forum. They can't. <laughs> I do. But like, you know, but we we've, we've you know we've got we've had people threaten to sue us, and we've had nasty wow. letters written about yeah. us, and 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 stuff like that. But it, it's part and parcel of of that constancy and i think that's an yeah. amazing point i never thought about that but that's actually exactly what it is it's constancy it's mm-hmm. a, a comfort to go to mm-hmm. somewhere definitely you know everything you yep. know where stuff is you know mostly who people are you know that you're going to get honest feedback on Agreed. certain things um so how are you going to do that with co-op online or how are you doing it already if you if you so i'm really uh lucky to have such an active community that love what we do Mm-hmm. Um, so it's self-policing is amazing. Actually, um, yeah, it, that, that is that's always the first the rule of moderation, yeah, sure. right? I yeah, mean, we say it, we it's say it all the time. It's like we the best moderation is when we don't have to do anything. Absolutely, and these guys lot, are, you know, yeah, they they yeah, love it. They absolutely. love. I mean, I'm speaking on their behalf, so it's a bit tricky. But I would hope, and I think, and I witness that they they do absolutely love it. 
So they don't want it wrecked by someone either, right? So mm-hmm. it's the self policing, or it, it just isn't a, isn't an issue. They're, they're, Obviously, they're making as the it, community, they want it to be. It's theirs. Yeah, it's theirs. It's not. They're not going onto Facebook, which is someone else's that we can use. It doesn't mm. feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, vet, vetting is, is a good one, you know, because obviously I want to grow the membership. You know, why, why wouldn't I? But it'd be fantastic to to see it grow into something huge. It'd be really good. Um, and that that is a challenge because obviously the more members we get, the more watered down that might become. Of course, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. it's just metrics, right? Um, but if you're joining something and you can already see that there's a, a level of respect and a and a tone and a and a feeling about the community, then you know you've got to be kind of bit strange to go in and ruffle that up i think people will do that because that's what they like to do right and i'm sure and literally touch wood that has never happened in anything since mm. i've run this since 2015 in mm. any trip any event or any online community mm. or anything that we've done um in fact i no, say tell a lie there, there was when we did the the all-in public live workshops and we had like crikey that six thousand people part of it when I was doing the Lightroom workshops. Mm, that was tough. Yeah. That was really tough to keep keep on top of because there were people that absolutely joined that to cause havoc. And mm. you know, you you do, doing stuff live is very very hard. I really, I it's yeah. it's petrifying and takes a lot of experience to be able to deliver that. So this was our first one. And my goodness, I tell you, you were hauled, through, hauled over the coals, and it's only human nature then that you, you kind of ignore that. Yeah, oh, that's sure. great, you know, got a lot out of that, fantastic. And you know, you're focusing on the the couple of dudes that come on and say, you know, this is a load of X Y Z, and you know, what I mean, that's really frustrating. Yeah, but you, yeah. I think that is a human nature that the more people you reach, put it this way, right? If I start to get negativity, then I look at that as like, okay, this is working because I'm reaching more people. Right, mm-hmm. because you 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 cannot reach ten thousand people, twenty thousand people, and not have some weirdos in that. <laughs> it's, you just can't, right? <laughs> so, it, whereas if I'm only speaking to two or three people, then the chances are there's going to be no weirdos in that, right? Yeah, of course. So, I, if I'm if I'm increasing my audience, and and this applies to life, anything. Yeah, if sure. I'm increasing my audience, the fact I'm getting negative feedback about something means I'm doing something right in terms of my reach. Yeah. Sure. It's true. And, and you know, in terms of sort of watering down quality of content, I mean, the reverse might be true if you it might just raise the raise the floor rather than yeah. sort of keep, you know. So, I mean, who knows? I see that. Um, yeah. yeah. Inter- it's always an interesting thought that just the dynamics of people online or community God. online. They're such, yeah, a, right? such a fluid unpredictable yes. weird thing yes. so, so yeah so let, let's in that that being the case i mean if if you're happy to let's talk about the co-op online membership i mean what, yeah. how much is it what what are the costs what does it involve what do you, what do you get out of it as well Other yeah so it's um, yeah so it's, it's now open for for joining on cooponline.com uh and it's 10 quid a month uh or 97 quid for the year so it's quite a decent yearly discount there uh, and it's we're doing a free trial at the moment as well, so you can just come in and join it for a month. You can literally devour everything on there if you want, and then leave. It's your prerogative. <laughs> if you've got the time to do that, crack on. You're very welcome to come and look at it and see what it's all about. But um, yeah, so there's uh, there's a, the community side of things, uh, which is I don't want to gloss over it, but it, uh, we've talked a lot about that, and it, yeah, it is sure. it's yeah. wonderful. Um, there's which and it's a dedicated platform, uh, it's a dedicated app. So there's no distractions, no algorithms, no adverts or anything else like that. Um, and it's purely to, you know, and, it, and in, 
uh, an immersion in, in, in photography. And then obviously there's then the learning side of things as well. So we do monthly workshops. There's a, um, a whole, I mean, crikey, hours and hours, weeks are worth of tutorials and workshops on there already. Um, mm. I was doing back, I haven't been able to do it for, for a little while because um, it was COVID was a very different time, right? So I was able, if I was out on a shoot, then I could do like a, so I could spend two weeks editing a video about the back backstory of the shoot yeah, and the, sure. and uh, behind the scenes stuff. So there was a lot of that on there as well. Um, I've, I've got some more that uh, that's going to go on there soon on that as well. Um, there's uh, there's the the gallery as I say this four this 4K Inspire gallery uh, that then uses this dashboard tools to actually uh, to tell you what people are liking about your images and and track your progress through it as well. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a uh, it's an amazing community to be part of. And there's nothing else like it. That's what I like about it. Did you did you ever consider um, a multi tier membership deal or affair? Oh, For example, thinking think? like you, you've got your paid membership and that gets you access to everything, mm-hmm. but maybe you know a sort of a, a free membership where you can interact with posts, but you don't have access to any of the workshops, or you can only interact with you know so many, maybe one workshop a week, or and, mm. and X, X amount of posts a day, but then obviously that gets more people involved, but then that potentially waters down the content and waters down the community. Yeah, true. Of it. Was it, that ever a discussion you had? I think that, that summary you said at the end was, was something that we were quite yeah. wary of. Um, but we did do a, uh, a tier where it was just access to the gallery, so it's kind of like looking at that okay. Instagram market where Insta was, was just too annoying to, to engage with and too mm. unpredictable um, and not suited to aviation photography. Uh, so we did look at just doing that as a different tier, and to be honest, it didn't work. It, it just didn't I guess work. There's, there's the, so the, much the value aren't in the, there, maybe as well. Well, quite possibly. I mean, the, the metrics we saw were that, that there was um, so much value in the ten quid one, sure, that you might. It's just it was a no sure. brainer that people mm-hmm. were just doing that. There was mm-hmm. they were skipping what we gave away for free, um, which was, which was fine. But they got so much more for a for a tenner. It, it just well, nine ninety five, whatever it is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. So, but there's there's always room for for stuff, you know. That's uh, is you. I think if you if you stayed the same all the way through, then you know that's that's probably a mistake, right? You you evolve yeah. and you try different yeah. things, right? And there's no no harm in that. Do you keep an eye on the metrics like a hawk, or I mean, there, because there's two different schools of thought, isn't there? There's one where you sort of you just let it happen and yeah. see where it's going organically, and you check in, but it's not you know every day. And there's yeah. another school of thought that's like, I need to know the numbers <laughs> day in day out. What are they doing? Where are they? What's what's been good? Um, yeah, I try. I try to. I think I think it's healthy to do so, right? And I, th- I think yeah. that especially in terms of like what's working and what isn't. So yeah. we did, for example, we had uh, we split the community up into like. Um, like I said, gear talk, uh, to, uh, where where people posted just um, stuff about their gear and questions and stuff, and then like an edit room where you could either collaborate on an edit or put an edit in and ask for people's opinions. But mm. they, it, it worked to have everything together just at the moment, at least. And that's you know, again, we may evolve that back to to, to separating out if it gets really busy. In of there. course. But it's, it's a good bit mix at the moment. It's a good balance of like, you know, oh, hey, I've, I've just, just downloaded this firmware and it's not working. Can someone help me out? Or oh, which one do you prefer, the black and white one or the color one? Or, hey, there's, um, this aircraft's going to land at Farnborough tomorrow. Anyone around? Or uh, I'm going to Mildenhall next week. Anyone fancy a trip? You know, so it's a really nice mix of all of that at the moment. Mm, it may sure. get mm. too busy, which is fine, because we then just turn on all those separate groups and uh, then there's a... A different 
uh, structure to the community, which mm. is really easy to bring back. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But we, yeah, we, we, we watch it like, oh, it's my baby, right? It's, it's, and so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I it's, think uh, it's hard, hard it'd be silly not to. Not to. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're trying to turn it into a successful product, I suppose you have to be watching it yeah. closely. So yeah, for sure, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, one very quick question before I, I go on to what probably will be our last one, and also maybe quite a big one anyway. Um, is it is it anonymous, or do you have to have a name and a face and all of that? That's a great question. No, it's, you, it is not anonymous. Yeah, because um, I think that makes a big problem on social media. Yeah, I don't know whether that would be ever would be an advantage or a thing we'd bring in actually. I I would no, think it's, not, it, it's almost counter yeah, what we're trying to do. Yeah, right? that that that's yeah. what I sort of I, I yeah. thought would be the case because it it you one of the biggest blockers and thinking about for example our forums for yeah. for all of the positivity on the forums and and please sure. do, do join the forums forums.airshows.co.uk um yeah, everyone's anonymous on it and so mm. anyone could come and say whatever they like and they've no, got that you've protection got a profile picture you got yeah, your sure, name sure. and your work and you know it's you're there to build up you it's like anything, isn't it? You give what you get, and so the more you put into this community, the more you get out, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you're if you're if you're there, and you and you're not posting and you're not commenting, then it's of course you're going to not have time to do it, right? Sure. But you mm-hmm. you make time for the stuff that you know you want to do and you like. Okay, so if, the more you get stuck into it, absolutely, the more alive it becomes. It's it's um, not addictive, but it's it becomes part of you. I think, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, you know, I'm. I'm you, you go into someone's profile now and it's not just their um like just a series of posts but they're they're, they're building a portfolio it's their portfolio mm, that's yeah, on sure. it and it's their best mm, work and mm. it's it's at the click of a finger and you can you can see it and you know maybe maybe that what we've looked at making that like a public thing as well you know that that might be a direction we go down that you can build a public portfolio in it or something i'm not, not sure maybe then being able to sell prints through it or something like mm. that. Maybe people have been talking about that as a future development, um, which is all very interesting. But uh, yeah, and, and there's there's opportunity there to really own it. So not only you building your your portfolio, but you know one of the things I've going back to what we were saying earlier. One of the things I've been particularly proud of is seeing people actually grab writing by the scruff of the neck and they're, they're submitting blogs to you so we've got a that's, whole blog, I mean, that's blog section yeah. I love it man. honestly that, that is also, goosebumps thinking about it it's it, awesome it goes back to what you know the, the little sort of green upvotes you get on you know yeah. impact creativity stories yeah. storytelling especially yeah, yeah. Because people don't think about that when they yeah. when they're editing their photos. Or Definitely, here's a great shot of a, of yeah. a MiG twenty nine or something. So the fact that there's now a feedback element for storytelling, mm. yeah, invites people to tell a story, which Definitely. then you know Definitely. again raises the floor in terms yeah. of their storytelling ability. Yeah, which yeah. is which is excellent. So you can put a load of shots from your visit into the community, which is called the merge. Mm. Uh, you can put all your shots into there, but the the galleries where you put your best stuff, I and mean, you don't really dump like twelve. 20 images into into instagram do you, you know it's kind of like no. i'm going to put post that yeah. one today and maybe that one tomorrow maybe a couple of days whatever but it's just a very different thing so you post your best work into it which builds your portfolio and then you can like i say like contribute to the community and write about um the air show that you you've just been to that perhaps no not many people know about um and it gives you a voice as well which is awesome um gets you practicing you're writing we've had guys that have written blogs and then actually then approach has the confidence to approach a magazine and get that work published and mm. that mm. is amazing yeah, that, yeah that's you know from looking at my background i mean that is that's magic i love yeah, that's that awesome yeah that's awesome. so that, I, yeah really 
I mean, I'm, yeah, buzzing about it. Is it, it's is it just stills content or is there capacity for video as well? Mm, it is just stills at the moment. Yeah, mm. it is. Um, there are a lot of very good videographers not, out there though now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, it's, it, it it's will weird happen. Because, yeah, it's, it's odd because obviously most of us are photographers, but yeah. then... yeah. It, it does seem on the rise, videography. Definitely. And, and, you know, well, it, I mean, think, I think Reels really accelerated yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, the ability to add music and cut cut your Reels up and stuff and add, add text. And that's a, that's a good, fun way to create content. It takes forever, as we yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you won't be surprised to hear Tom's a videographer. <laughs> of course he is. Just so, add yeah, it to the list, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So he... Um, <laughs> That's a that's a big part of of who he is and and his creativity. So, would we do a video version? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, that's definitely a development. But it, it's taken a long slog to get this far, especially since COVID. When I've started travelling again, and Tom started yeah, flying sure. again, you know, we're we're only we've got really limited time together. So, um, yeah, it's, we, we try and do as much as we can. That was another one of my questions. Sorry, Sam, I could see you take a breath. Um, another one is, is how, how is this, you know, yeah, it's, it's your baby carp online. How's that um, fitting in with post-COVID now where you're, you're back and you're away from home well, so, a bit? Yeah. So th- this was kind of the, oh, sorry. maybe the question I was going to ask because <laughs> I, I, or maybe it wasn't actually what you're about to ask. I don't know, but the the we we sort of skipped massively ahead because we had this fantastic segue into into obviously your your, your current oh, project shit, and, yeah. and all yeah, that. Yeah. That's not, I mean, we haven't actually had you on exclusively just obviously to plug co-op online, but it's sure, what sure. you've got going on right now, and it was obviously yeah, a yeah. perfect opportunity to do it. Yeah. But we've said co-op a lot, and we haven't actually said what co-op is at any point. That's I don't true. think, um, and I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who who are very familiar. I think lots of plenty of people in the hobby are going to know what co-op is. Center of Aviation Photography. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's not who's listening, who doesn't know what it is, why don't you tell us what it is, what it is you guys do, what you were sure. doing, obviously, before pandemic, what you are now doing yep. again, post-pandemic. Um, talk us through that, because it's not just not just the uh, the website now, is it? No, no, that's right. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, the Centre of Aviation Photography. Would I, would I call it that now? I probably <laughs> probably would, but the acronym, I mean, I, you know, is it COPE? Is it COOP? Is it COOP? <laughs> I just yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. Like honestly, especially with the surname Cooper as well. So, but yeah, it is. It's it's the centre of aviation photography, and um, that that side of the business has has been running since 2015. And we we take uh, aviation photographers away on uh, amazing amazing trips. So it's all about the experience of total immersion in aviation. Um, I've obviously done this for years, right? So I've got a lot to give in terms of live shooting skills and being able to absorb everything that I do as well as Steve. I mean, Steve is uh, probably the world's most traveled aviation enthusiast, I would say. So, you know, the stuff he's been to and the, the tales he can tell in the bar are, are second to none, I tell you. Uh, and that's that's a really good point, actually. You know, it, the, the social side of it and the fact that we only do it in small groups uh, is actually really, really key to, to, to what makes car different and what makes it tick. Um, so yeah, you, you go away as a, as a as a group. Sometimes it's only for a, like a weekend or a long weekend mm-hmm. um, into Europe, whatever. Uh, but I'm, I'm just currently planning like a an 18 day trip through Arizona, Nevada, and California. So that's uh-huh. that's a big one. And then like we come back from that, and we're back for a week. And then there's like two and a half weeks in Japan. You know what I mean? So there's like a real mix of of different types of trips that we offer. Um, but it, it is, it's, it's, a, it's about going away with like-minded people and having an absolute blast doing so. 
but at the same time getting the absolutely best photography in that you've ever experienced and doing it in, in a really good fun way uh, that immerses you not only in the photography side of things but also the culture of the country you're going to as well mm. um, there's more to life than aeroplanes it, you know it's um, <laughs> I keep telling myself that no there really is uh, <laughs> and uh, you know so the, the food the the, uh, the culture of where we're going and and taking time to to listen to each other and and you know, really develop uh, not not only just the photography side of things, but as well. But like you know, just like the friendships that come out of it is is absolutely amazing. Be, you know, that's again something that I never thought would happen. That these guys now, I mean, I suppose it's not a very good business model, is it? Really great, brilliant friendships. They travel with each other and not with you. That's not very good. Is it really? <laughs> that is what happens. It's 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 such a special thing to with, on a on a co op trip that gets created. It really is from from the atmosphere and the uh, you know just just what, the way we do stuff it's um you know it, it I've, I've done so much i've been very privileged to do so much in my life and I, I think if if something is still exciting me and it's something i want to do and i'm getting something out of it then i'm pretty sure some of the guys standing next to me are as well you know yeah. if i if i'm there going well this is a bit rubbish isn't it and like oh, yeah. you know uh, I, I've never never had that in my life. I love every mm. second of it. Mm. It's mm. and I think it, the, the enthusiasm that I've got for the subject and the the passion I've got for it, and uh, not just in terms of taking people away and you know running a business, but actually seeing them develop as photographers. I mean, you know, there's only so much I can say as the business owner and the guy that I mean does it all. But like, you know, you'd have to ask people that have been away and like read the trust pilot stuff and talk to guys that have, that have been to our events and just see what they've got out of it because um you know it, it is it's it's such a special thing that we we've, we've we've developed it's it's quite remarkable how how it's all come about really I, 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 it's far better greater and better than i could ever have imagined yeah, you know, sure. the, the worldwide reputation that we've got and the the results that we've delivered and the the trust that's been put in us as a company and uh, and, and individuals to, to deliver some of the most iconic shoots of, of the last few years. It's just, it's just amazing, you know, yeah. and mm. keeping it fresh is tough. There's no doubt about that's, it. Yeah. That's what I've always that's kind of wondered. really hard. How, you know, we said earlier, like, opportunities getting us. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It really does. You know, there's lots of things to keep me up at night, but that's, Oh, yeah, man, that's another podcast, isn't it? They give you a whole load is it, of content. Is it the on same? Is it the, <laughs> is it the same sort of the same guys that go with you? Is it sort of a similar group that go with you, or is it completely different every time? And is it? Do you have different people for different sort of? You know, do you have like a, a bunch of people who prefer to go to Europe who come with you a lot to Europe, but they're not really interested in US stuff and vice versa? Yeah, I think that's natural, isn't it? You know, um, we've all got our kind of like specific interests as well within yeah, uh, yeah. genres within genres right and um, interests within interests and you know you've got some that are really uh i suppose the clearest line is is the historic versus the operation yeah, yeah of yeah. course or the air shows or versus civvy, the air to airs or civvy great civvy one military yeah. civvy military yeah absolutely yeah so i think there's a natural split on that um of, of course i've got um of course i've got regulars you know and i'm really fortunate that and I, you know, can't thank those guys enough for consistently traveling and you know and being being part of what we do. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly thinking of, of ways that maybe I'm going to be setting up some sort of loyalty reward thing because that's long mm. overdue, you know, because yeah, there course. really has been some some dedicated guys uh traveling with us that kind of some of them, are, you know, 
I don't know how many times they travel with us, but it, it, it's 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 amazing. You know, we've become like part of their life sort of thing, which again is ridiculous. It's actually wonderful. <laughs> to, same to, old to routine, about it. meeting at six o'clock in the morning at an airport. Oh, yeah, 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 four yeah. o'clock. What Here time's breakfast? Again. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think that's that's definitely part of it. I think there's, there's obviously uh, a range of budgets, right? Mm. And there's a range of people that have got time. Uh, some people have got cash, but they haven't got any time, right? You know, and that's that's completely the same as the, the, the going the opposite. Is some people have got time but got no cash, right? So that's that's really hard to to kind of cater for everyone. And we we um, we're never going to be the cheapest out there, and I don't really want to be either. You know, there's room for everyone out there, um, and you know, you you you've got a choice. I think it, that's important that you've got a choice in the market of um, okay, I'm I'm slightly tighter on cash this month I'll, I'll, I'll do this instead or you know what i've been saving up and i really want to treat myself and uh, go on something really special and that that's mm. there's there's room mm. for both and room for everything uh, mm. i think that's really important uh and of course then you've got the one day events as well which is a big thing especially over in the uk we want to mm. expand that into europe and the us as well which is challenging but i'm working on that uh, but yeah, the, you you've got a, a real crowd of a big following of, of people that do that now. And there's a few great providers in yeah, the so UK like, that, that offer like those York Knight services. or something. When you was it York Knight where you shot the Swiss Hornets at Leeming? Was that you guys? Uh, no, no, that wasn't one of us. That was actually arranged by the station itself. Oh, I did uh, awkward. One of the uh, other guys sorry. set up. Uh, but, no, that's right. Yeah, no, I think one how of embarrassing the for you, Tom. I thought, <laughs> I, uh, dude, <laughs> that's all right. Thanks. I'm not doing the basic research about the guests we've got coming on the show. Too hot today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was organised so, by the so station, what's, what's and then the, they gave some places away. So, what's the one day event you guys have done? I remember Marham in like 2016, but I was trying to think of something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay, one day event. So. We got uh, we got Silver Spitfire on Saturday this week. Mm, nice, cool. Uh, nice. We're gonna we're gonna uh, sit down with the guys because it's been quite an elusive bird that one. Hasn't Very it? weirdly um, elusive. So yeah, we're gonna I, sit down and only talk time with I, some. Only time I ever but, seen it was in Denmark. Yeah, right, that's where it's based. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, so the owner's, owner it's, is uh, keeps the aircraft yeah. over there. Yeah, mm, interesting. But yeah, we'll go to Goodwood um, and we'll sit down and have a Q and A and a talk with the pilots that took it around the world. We'll watch their film that they've produced as well, and then we'll go mm -hmm. out into the hangar and shoot it on the ground, put it outside, uh, do some sunset stuff, some night engine runs, and that'll be a, you know group of like twenty mm. people or something like that. Sure. Mm. So mm. not crazy amounts um, to give everyone room to do what they do. And then uh, on Sunday, we're going to do some air to airs with it as well. So it kind of like represents a real, like I said earlier, the, the cross section of budget. So uh, obviously, you know, the, the, the cost of a ticket for, a, for an afternoon at Goodwood is going to be very different to hiring an aircraft yeah. and hiring Gertie for an hour and flying mm -hmm. with it at sunset. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's totally the other end of the subject. So mm -hmm. I try and offer a bit, a bit, a bit of everything. Uh, and then I think that the one after that is going to be the Jag at uh, Bentwaters. Bentwaters, on, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that'll be um, you know the Cold War scene in amongst the trees at Bentwaters. Mm. Yeah, yeah, sure, mm. be cool. Have you found it yeah. difficult at all? I suppose one with rising costs of things like insurance and mm. fuel and everything else to get oh, better and things, but also I suppose it's crazy lack of diversity. Really, with uh, you know as aircraft retire from air arms all over the world has, has that had any, yeah. any impact at all on what you've done uh yeah def oh crikey all of the above mate yeah 100 <laughs> like percent. the the insurance i've got a meeting on tuesday actually and it's it's going to be it's going to be eye-watering you know to, to for the insurance side of things um and yeah that that is that is definitely a, a 
a factor in every aviation industry at the moment, mm. right? The insurance and the the rising costs, and you know, there's no doubt about it that since since the pandemic, um, although you know, quite it's a long time ago now, right? But the with the effects of that still on mm. uh, car hire, on hotels, on flight bookings is is still really painful. Mm. You know, all of those net costs, all of those logistics are, are going through the roof, uh, and they continue to do so. Um, I, I think one of the weaknesses of Carp is is how um, the the lead time between something getting booked and actually something happening. So mm. one of the strengths of Carp is that it's pretty unique stuff, right? It's not everything, obviously. You know, you, you uh, go to an air show and you know when it's going to happen, right? But um, some of the stuff we do is is so unique that, that it's probably not even confirmed until a couple of weeks beforehand. Mm. And that yeah. trying to get flights and hotels and car hire yeah. when moment, you've got yeah. two weeks before you go to the states, yeah, and and I mean, to sell it, I can, imagine people yeah. who need Dude, to book leave, clear it with other. Yeah, it's that's so that's difficult. Problem, yeah. So it's a real strength. One of our strengths is is absolutely one of our weaknesses that we just do not give people enough time to book. Um, and that, but that, but well, I changed that. I don't know because I, I like the fact that that no one else can deliver what we deliver to on on some certain things. Not everything, obviously. You know, everyone can go to Anatolian, everyone can go to Ineos or whatever. And you know, those even those events now are getting short lead times, aren't they? Yeah, I think the ones this uh, year were like it, it's we, I, I, oh, it's something I'm losing my rag with actually with all yeah. with, with these air forces. Like, do they not realise that people have to book flights and book leave and stuff like that? And that because they're, cause they're, a they're trying to get international media and stuff like that. Do they yeah. not understand? You know, some of these things a week beforehand. It's like, well, you can't do that. Do you not understand? Totally, it, totally. seems to be a real thing post pandemic as well. Oh, absolutely. I, I fully agree with that. Yeah, the, the the logistics of doing anything post pandemic is it, it, just harder. It just, mm. everything takes so much longer. I don't know what that's about, but um, yeah, it can be quite frustrating. I think we're starting to run out of time for the episode, cool. which is a shame because we are absolutely. I don't think anywhere near running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> no, dude, and I, actually, I don't know, we, part two. We, we, we have to leave a cliffhanger or something. Next one, we've so. spoken for an hour and a half, and we've not even mentioned. I think one thing you've actually ever done in your career. We let alone, right. you know, we've just spoken <laughs> about uh, where it's gone. Spotty we, Jag. I want to talk about. We've never mentioned other than Spotty Jag. We've never, you know, your air to air sheets with F one seventeens, for example. And I think. We're going to have to get you on another episode at some I'd point, sometime soon, really, to come and talk really about yeah, things you've actually I, done. Absolutely. Before I, before we sign off, and and uh, we'll let you you get sort of give your your um your websites and addresses and all that sort of stuff sure. for Carp as well. But cool. Thank you. Let's sign off with this one question: If all you right. could do a shoot, whether that's a co-op trip, whether that's ex- your, one exclusive for you or, or or anything, with anything in the world, and I'm talking absolutely anything out there right now. <laughs> right now, the one that immediately jumps to mind is B1s. Really? Actually, yeah, and B1 everything base. in the world. Yeah, that that was the first one that jumped into. I don't know why, but I think I've never done them. Like I've only only shot them at um, thingy. Oh no, the course. Oh no, the one. Oh my days, dude. 117s at Tony Park. Come on. How but you've that, done 117s. It. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That, <laughs> that is again. absolutely it. To go into Tonopah, where I know some of my pictures are up on the squadron wall, yeah, even sure. more frustrating. To go into Tonopah and to just be on that hallowed ground and see where it all began and the mm. fact that what they're doing now yeah. and just like mm. learning how they, they 
they came back into service and yeah. you know the, the squadron no one even knows the squadron number dude you know yeah. I know it's the Dark Knights <laughs> I've got one of the patches right there but you know the the actual community like how that's fed how it all works and just actually shooting 117s coming out the, the canyons yeah. at, at Tony yeah. Park, that, mm. that would be it for yeah. me right now it's still so yeah B1s point. are cool B1s are cool don't get me wrong and flight line of B1s at uh, Dias or Ellsworth, Ellsworth, that would be that would be pretty sick. But um, just I, I feel like there's unfinished business with those one seventeens, <laughs> and uh, I want to close that loop, dude, desperately. And they still happened. got that magic of that. Oh, sort of, they that they are that but, secrecy yeah. of the eighties. They are not. I, I practically I think... hear some synth music. To be honest, I mean, uh, the reason I was surprised you said it was you you photographed them at sunset for goodness sake i've oh, never yeah, seen I've, one in I've my life so and they are absolutely yeah, yeah. top of my list yeah. of things yeah. i want to see yeah. in the world right now I, I think i think because i've done so much with them and i haven't done this really important chapter yeah i think that's probably what what it is yeah. um, they're getting more and more public now so they i'm are, sure yeah, i'm sure it won't happen. be too long before you are back with them well, i think not, i'm sure you've got to give it a go dude. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. I think we're running out of time. We're definitely going to have to get you Shame. back on again. I think we could yeah, we could do a whole podcast and stuff you've done. We could do a whole podcast and stuff that your your dad and your granddad did. So oh, there's, yeah. there's at least yeah, another couple yeah. of episodes to get us going there. <laughs> Coop, where can people find you? All right, so the travel and events is Coop Wings. So c o a p wings dot com. Coop wings dot com, and the membership with all of that cool stuff we were talking about earlier is coaponline dot com. Cool. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Pleasure. It's been an absolute I pleasure. Mean I mean, we've, <laughs> I can't remember the last time we went mm. to an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> gen- oh, yeah. we, we never have been through but, it but to but for all the, I think the only time we did was Tim Prince, maybe. Oh, cool. I yeah, think that maybe. was, which I think, yeah, I think it was still that one or Ben Dino, I think is still our most listened to episode, funny enough. Sweet. But, um, uh, and the company of legends there that's great uh, well absolutely I'm, mm. listen everyone everyone knows Rich Keeper so <laughs> we, we, I'm sure I'm sure uh, another legend exactly yeah. absolutely um, thank you very much for thank coming you. on it's thank been, been a pleasure and I hopefully love we'll it. have you on again yeah. soon yeah, yeah. keep up the great work guys it's great to see thank you um, and that's been another episode of the UK Airshow Review podcast thank you very much for listening uh we are on social media, which is at UK Airshow Review on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or X, you know, as it's called now. Um, we have a website, airshows.co.uk. We can read all of our reviews, see some of our feature reports. Uh, still got plenty of stuff going up at the moment from all around the world. And we have, uh, as we mentioned earlier, a very active forum, which is still going on, um, called, which is forums.airshows.co.uk and feel free to join the discussion uh give co-op online a go uh i think have a very good feeling i'm going to be giving that month's trial a, a spin and see what it's nice. about um it's certainly you've sold me on it anyway so really oh cool i just like talking I'll, about i'll, that. I'll have great. to give it a good go tip. feel free to share the podcast uh anyone you know who likes aviation is into air shows into you know modern military stuff civilian general aviation historic all of that we we cover a wide range of subjects on this podcast anyone you think you would enjoy it and anyone you think would be interested in co-op please do send them a link we're going to be on obviously soundcloud as usual but on all all pretty much all podcast providers so feel free to spread the good word see you in another episode goodbye <laughs>